Health Hour on cliffcentral.com. Well, it's a very good morning. Uh, my name is Dr. Cindy Siwefansale at Dr. Cindy, D-O-C-S-I-N-D-I on Twitter. And this morning we have Dr. Catherine Davies in studio and we're discussing something that's um, really important. I mean, something that you don't always hear being discussed. And we're speaking about... Um, Vaginas and what they look like after you've had a baby and vaginas in general. But, but what, what I'm really interested in this morning is actually that there's a certain treatment that, um, Kathy, um, has been, has been rolling out, which is a non-surgical treatment, a way of plumping up your vagina lips and making your vagina look, your, your, your labia minora and mayura look less wrinkled. So before wasting any more time, Kathy, welcome to the studio. Thanks so much. And thank you so much for being here. I saw you on TV the other day. You were on CakeNet. Oh. And, um, it was really, it was, it was interesting to watch because you had someone in, you had, they, they had filmed you in your facility with a lady that was having the, the procedure done. Yes, some and brave patient let me, um, film the procedure on her. Yeah. And she looked so relaxed. I think that the whole time I was sitting there watching, I was thinking, she's not flinching. She's not squirming. She looked so relaxed. Yeah. No, it's absolutely a very comfortable, easy treatment. Um, no pain and no downtime. So she was quite relaxed. Yeah. But before we go into that, I think before we go into the treatments as a whole, I just want to find out from you, um, you know, you did medicine and then from there you branched out into this field, medical aesthetics, you know, a, a broad field. How did that come about? Um, as a general practitioner, I found that no matter how well and vital we made somebody feel, male or female, um, if they looked in the mirror and didn't like what they, what they saw, um, they were never completely satisfied with the treatment. So by default, um, as a side um, thing, I got into the aesthetics and helping them to look as good as they feel. Um, and it just grew and grew and became so popular and also was a wonderful thing to do as a mom because there are no nights and weekends and mm. just became my passion. Okay. And in terms of the training, um, um, what other training did you have to go so I actually started off doing hair transplants for men, okay. um, which I trained for in Greece in 2006, which really became just absolutely so um, incredibly popular. I didn't realize the huge psychological impact of hair loss in men. Mm. And then um, people started asking for other aesthetic treatments, and it was kind of the boom of the aesthetic um, industry and new treatments. So just courses as I go, and I try to go do as many Learning and conferences as as I possibly can. And is hair transplant is still is it still a thing in in South Africa? Yes, it's huge. The new techniques are very natural. Okay. So um, it's a very nice natural procedure for mainly men to mm-hmm. have and and women for their eyebrows, um, to to just get their hair back. And when you say mainly, uh, mostly natural now, like what do they what do they do? So so basically, if you picture a man yeah. who's completely bald, he'll always be like Joshua Dore, that ring have that horseshoe ring at the back. Mm. So all we're basically doing is taking, we're redistributing his wealth. We're taking his hair from that ring and putting it in the areas where he's lost it. And it's hair by hair, so no longer plugs and cutting and strips. And it grows like normal natural hair. And would you end up with a full head of hair after that? Or? If it, it, it depends. It's, it's a game of numbers. Oh, so I see. So the more you do, the better it looks. So your, your resource is your donor hair. If you've got great thick donor hair, you can look fantastic. If you've got a thin little ring at the back like Joshua Dor, yeah. then you have to be more realistic. Okay. And then understand that you'll get some hair back, but not necessarily the whole full Exactly. The whole forehead. But that's interesting. I mean, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned the issue of, of how people look at themselves, how people perceive themselves. Because I mean, for the longest time, um, Kathy, um, I've always shied away from, from beauty products and beauty uh, treatments and so on. I just think, I just, I've always felt people must accept that they're aging, accept the, the wrinkles and so on. But you know what? It's easy to say, but for some people, it's just not easy to, to live like that. They just cannot accept that these are the changes that are happening in their bodies. And, um, and yeah, it, um, I've, my eyes have been opened to that. 
Yes, and Cindy, what I find, Dr. Cindy, is especially if it's premature, you know, premature aging, we, we were exposed to so many toxins. Um, stress is in, incredibly huge in that. And, and of course our, our son, um, so often it's premature and you, you actually age faster than you think you will. And it's not about looking perfect. It's just about, um, looking refreshed and revitalized, um, when you look in the mirror. I always say people have um, their own special features and you yeah. never try to take that away. That's very appealing. It can be a hooded eye. It can be a nose that's a little bit too big or skew. You don't want to take away someone's special features, but you just want to kind of revitalize them and make them look fresh. Mm, I mean, I look, I have a scar on my forehead and I've lived with a scar all my life and I've never ever thought of removing it. But I mean, there could be someone else who has a scar on their face and they couldn't live with that. Exactly. You know, they, they couldn't accept it as a special feature. And people do start to obsess about things, especially hair loss, weights, um, and clearly vaginas, which is, which has been a recent discovery. Um, and they, um, they'd really like to be able to do something about it. Mm. So in terms of, of the, the, yeah, so it's called BTL Intima, right? In terms yes. of that treatment, how did you find out about it? So basically, um, a very good friend of mine started working for the company and telling me about these wonderful machines. And I was so into my hair, I, I didn't really pay her much attention until we did some trials for her at my um, clinic. And I was absolutely astounded, first of all, of all at how popular it was. We had people banging down our door to be on this trial. And secondly, of how dramatic the results were um, from quite a non-invasive, non-painful treatment. So I really got quite into it and actually became one of their, their spokespeople um, and on this treatment. Again, okay, in, in terms of advertising, how did you – what did you st- – Say, like, we're doing a trial for what? So I, I just said for vaginal tightening. And the way I just describe it to my friends, because that's where it started, yeah. was when an aeroplane comes into land and the landing gear drops down, those flaps open up. And those flaps, being your labia minora, are supposed to squeeze back up again. But often as we age with menopause, childbirth, or sometimes just congenitally, um, those flaps hang open. Mm. Um, and... That uh, can just be tightened. Then the outer lips, which is the labia majora, get all wrinkly and saggy, and those need to be plumped up. Mm. So I kind of explained it like that, and they were very keen to to join the trial. And then by word of mouth, just oh, had loads of people coming. Got around. Yeah. And how many? And, and so in terms of the the number of treatments that you need, how many treatments would you need before you started started seeing a difference? So you 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 need four treatments in total, and it's mm-hmm. a week apart. And each treatment is about 20 minutes. Um, you definitely see a difference after the first one. But by your fourth treatment um, and about 90 days after that, because that's when the collagen starts to tighten and tighten, is when you see the, the best result. And obviously we do this by photograph because we don't all run home and look in the mirror. I think most of us don't look. <laughs> it's something that really baffles me that we don't take the time to actually look and see what's happening down there. Like w- Many women have never actually bothered to look at their vaginas and their labia minora or mayora. They actually haven't. That, yeah, and, and that's why we were so surprised that it was such a popular treatment. But, um, you know, it affects other things. It affects sexual satisfaction, uh, confidence and self-esteem is huge. And also just um, some women really struggle in clothes or riding a bike, riding a horse. Um, because everything's now all hanging out that mm. you're supposed to be all tucked up. And that's a, and that's something that we don't even speak about. But there are a lot of women who are very uncomfortable, just even walking. Some of them, some women's labia minora hangs out so much that just walking is uncomfortable. Absolutely. And they feel like they have to tuck themselves in all day. So yeah. for those, uh, for those women, I mean, it's been dramatic to see the change. And then uh, we did a little sexual satisfaction survey just with those initial 20 patients. And the results were also astounding. So we don't um, market it for that. 
but really there have been improvements in blood flow, in orgasm, lubrication, which has really been such a nice um, side finding. Mm. And I'm glad that you point out that you're not marketing this treatment for sexual satisfaction. I think this is the one thing that I wanted us to get very clear, that you're not doing this so that your partner or you know is happier with you or whatever. You, this is how some women feel unhappy with having labia that looks like that. And this is really a treatment to help them feel better about themselves. Absolutely. And, you know, it's not about saying everybody has to look like this or look perfect. Mm. It's really about self-esteem and about um, being able to do something about something that's bothered you um, without having to take a dramatic step like surgery. And there are definitely cases where surgery is indicated where, you know, it's just really uh, usually the ones, you know, that are congenital that people are born with. Okay, so there are cases that warrant labioplasty. There are. Oh, and, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, and before people, women would have to seek this out and it would be very embarrassing. Um, but having something that's easily available um, is really nice for the for the ladies now. And now the science behind the treatment, like what exactly, if a woman was to come in for the treatment, what can she expect? Like just, you know, step by step, what can she expect? So basically it's a heat-based treatment. We're not working at all on pigment. So skin of any color um, can safely have this treatment. And um, it's radio frequency and ultrasound mixed, which is a very powerful combination. It's not painful, just gets very warm. Um, but not hot, right? I not mean, hot. Because I, I, I think you pointed it out on the TV and said that it's not hot. It yes. never gets hot. If it no. gets hot, you have to say, and then the, the treatment has exactly. to stop it's, for a while. You've got to have a good communication with your therapist. And if it's at all um, getting too hot, you move on to the next area. And what the heat is actually doing is it's sending out a, a, an electric current. Mm-hmm. And it's actually um, the electric magnification of the cell. It actually contracts the collagen over time. And you actually rebuild new collagen, which actually tightens everything up, plumps out the labia majora and shrinks the menorah, which gives you that that effect. But at the same time, the increase in blood flow um, really seems to be an, an, an added benefit. And, and that's fantastic. And I know that you were at a conference a few weeks ago. Um, yes. Yeah. And um, you were presenting to doctors. Was it gynecologists? <laughs> it was doctors. And it was really a little bit embarrassing in the beginning because it's, it was a very new subject to them. And I had a very short amount of time to do it. So I started off by saying, I can't go into all the treatments available. So I'm just going to give you a taste of each. And um, everyone just started laughing when I said a taste of each vaginal treatment. But anyway, it went down very well because it's, it's a growing field and we always look to the, to the East and to the US um, for what's coming next. And over the past two years, their conferences have been filled with all your various options for vaginal rejuvenation. Uh, Radio frequency, as I spoke of being one of them. Um, also, um, plumping up the labia menorah with fillers and with fat treatments. Mm. And um, we're not becoming, doing that in South Africa yet. And um, it is being done. Oh, it's, okay. it's becoming quite popular. And, um, pigmentation treatments, because some people find they get really dark after pregnancy. Yes, the, 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 yeah, the skin yeah. does darken. And some, some people get really pink. Yes. After, after giving birth. And it's very sensitive skin. So obviously it's treated in a completely different way that you would treat other skin. Okay. And then the fillers and the fillers, what do, what, what are your thoughts on that? So it's, um, cause I think I would, I would draw the line at the fillers and the injections and so on. I don't know. That's, yes, that's just me. Well, once we, we've now started photographing many labia, you can really see how the, the, the outer lips just completely empty and get wrinkly. Um, and it can look really, um, Sad for some ladies, mm. and um, they actually to to plump it up with filler makes quite a bit of sense. It's not too painful, quite pricey. 
uh, the effects last about 18 months. Okay. And, it, you know, the thing is it's giving them their confidence. Mm. Um, like you said, I don't think it's about the partner. Mm. Although after my program, I had some men emailing me saying they'd fly their wives in. So <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting too. But it's mainly come from females they, themselves seeking this out. And then the doctors that you presented to at the conference, I mean, what kind of questions are they asking? Um, well, I think they they actually saw it as a huge growth opportunity for their clinic yes and um they were actually asking how do, how do you how do you um advertise this to the woman and yeah, yeah. how do they receive it and what i always tell them um which was a huge learning curve for me is at first the ladies will come in and they'll they'll see the treatment the pamphlet lying there and yeah. oh no i'd never do that i'd rather spend and that the money is my, on my that face that was my first reaction as well i was like what you know? The next week they come in and they're asking me, is it painful? Yeah. By the next week they're asking the price and booking. So, <laughs> so it's something yeah. you have to think about. I think a lot of us, um, you know, just, just even just going to the doctor and having a pap smear done or just going to your gynae for, for an examination, it takes a lot of hurdles. You know, you're jumping over a lot of hurdles in your mind, you know. So, so coming in for a beauty treatment for down there is also like, Something you have to work your mind around. Absolutely, and uh, you know that the, the the pap smear thing is a grudge kind of purchase, yeah. but it is also such a good opportunity that we're dealing with that area to remind ladies when they come in, have your pap smear, feel your boobs. Um, you know, it's 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 a woman's health opportunity. Okay, so you you incorporate that 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 um information into the session. Yes, what I like to do is I like to insist that they've had a pap smear in the past year. Okay. Before they start their treatment. And should they bring a result for you to see? Or? No, I do it on a trust base and, okay. and it's really just serving as a reminder. Okay. Um, it's, you know, we always need a reminder. And That's you actually almost need to choose a month of the year, put it in your diary. Like and, your birthday month or, or yeah. October being um, um, Cancer Awareness Month and so on. Exactly. And what else did I want? I mean, gosh, I got, I got so many questions for you. Um, okay, so the machine. Like, let's, speak, let's speak about the machine because I'm sure people that are listening are, are curious. Like, what does the machine look like? If you can just try and describe yes, it as yes. best so, you can. So basically, it's a, um, it's a hand piece. Yeah. Um, I suppose it looks like a dildo in a way, but it's not going internally. Okay, um, so no, no penetration, nothing. No, but what it does do is, um, although it's not penetrating, because it tightens the whole area up, uh, you'll find that you do get some vaginal tightening, and even things like stress incontinence. You know, when you when you cough or jump and you feel that a little bit of of urine coming out, mm -hmm. those type of things improve with tightening up the perineum. So, it, so anyway, back to what, what it looks like. So you come in, legs up in the old in stirrups, the stirrups that you okay. know. Um, everybody in my practice who, who, who administers the treatment have had it themselves. Okay, so they know how good. it feels and um, they're incredibly comfortable with dealing with that area. And then it, it's a, a probe that's covered in a hygienic uh, condom. So it's, it's very sterile and it's, um, administered to each to the labia medulla five, four or five minutes of, of a warm massage. Basically it's pleasant, but not too pleasant, um, and not too painful. Um, so it's just a, a warm massage in each area for about four minutes. Um, and then you're done. And, and you, if, if pain's on a scale of one to 10, anything that gets above a six in, in a heat based pain, then you have to stop. You just shout and, and you move on or stop. Yeah. Okay. It's an incredibly safe machine. Um, there are a whole lot of safety features built into it. So um, it isn't actually possible to to burn yourself or burn someone. Okay, and I'm 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 glad you brought up the issue of incontinence because I think um, a lot of women suffer from incontinence. A lot of women women present late. So if we have something that can um, 
um, help within continent, and especially if it's non-invasive, then I think this is something that should really be out there. Absolutely. You know, and, you know incontinence surgery, um, according to the gynecologist I work with, is a very complicated and difficult mm. surgery. So um, obviously if you, it's very severe, you, you may need to go for that. Um, there are also other options that are internal. There are other um, machines that, that go right internally for severe stress incontinence. Okay. That's also the one step before surgery. Um, which we can also advise and refer people to okay. if we feel they, they need them. But for that, that beginning of stress incontinence or a little bit of, you know, when your gym instructor tells you to jump on two feet and, and you want to you, cry. You're leaking. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's it a serious really problem. Helps. A lot of people have this problem. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of, okay, so have you had any patients where they had a traumatic um, vaginal delivery and, um, you know, the, the results after the treatment were good? Have you, have you come across such clients? Because I think a lot of the queries that I get from women who are worried about their vaginas, is there's always been a, a traumatic vaginal delivery. Like there's an episiotomy and it was too deep or too this or too that. And then now they're not okay. Okay, Absolutely, that. and the radio frequency is incredibly great with um, scar tissue, um, and you know, often after the episiotomy, they have problems with the scar tissue. Mm. So smoothing that out. Um, also, what happens uh, with the after the vaginal delivery with the stretching of the skin mm. is the lubrication doesn't reach the the exit of the vagina, so intercourse can become painful. And we've seen a huge improvement in that. And then obviously the pleasures improve because there's less anxiety involved with sex and, and more desire. And, the, and then with perimenopausal women or menopausal women, what kind of changes um, have you seen? Because I know with menopause, a lot, there are a lot of vaginal changes. I mean, this is something that people need to know that, you know, when you've hit menopause, everything becomes dry and wrinkly. And sometimes the creams work, you know, those, those topical yes, creams, yes. but sometimes they don't. Yes. So how would a treatment like this help menopausal or perimenopausal women. Yes, and I'm glad you mentioned the tr- the, the creams because it's all about, co- uh, you know, combination therapy. So, yeah. so treating your underlying hormones, whether it's with bioidentical hormones or however you, you're treating that, because um, that also improves blood flow and collagen thickness. And then with menopause, as you mentioned, very saggy, loose vaginas, um, and it's all about blood flow into the area. Um, blood flow just goes elsewhere. So to get the blood flow black, everything tightens up, plumps up, um, lubrication's improved, but it actually um, improves color and tone as well. And and it, as you said, in menopause, this is huge. It is huge. And I, I yeah. don't think enough people know this. I don't think enough um, doctors are discussing this. So this is, for me, a fantastic opportunity to get that information out there. I'll, I'll definitely be tweeting about this after we done. Because oh, yeah. I think <laughs> vaginal rejuvenation is a very important thing. And I think for me, the fact that there's no surgery involved, I, I, you know, I'm happy about that. I'm happy that there's no cutting or going under anesthesia or anything involved in this case? Yes, I think you have to be pretty, um, it, it's extreme to have surgery and it, it's still indicated in some cases, but I think it's a huge major decision to, to seek out a, a doctor and go under anesthetic or local anesthetic and have surgery. Um, whereas now that this is so easily available, it opens it up to a whole lot of other women who are maybe dissatisfied and maybe silently and Googling. They, and, they can't te- and they can't speak about it. Yeah. yeah, and we used to silently Google and not really know what's out there. And it would be very embarrassing to go to your GP and suggest this when, you know, they're very con- more concerned for your health and your cervix and so it's it's nice to just have it available. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. So now in terms of um, just like like moving away from the vagina, but going towards this general skin, because I've had two 
you have had two facial treatments using using this technology. And I must tell you, Kathy, I have seen a huge difference. I mean, I know that my eating plan has changed. I've been drinking lots more water, but my pores are definitely tighter. And I'm going for my third session. I'm going for my third treatment today. And um, it's been phenomenal, I, I, I must tell you. Oh, that, uh, yeah, you know, it's all about these days about rejuvenating what you've got. Mm. And we're no longer stripping away layers of skin with, you know, excessive, um, deep peels and getting that shine. It's all about thickening your own collagen. Um, and that's what radio frequency and ultrasound does and plumping up what you've got and thickening collagen helps with so many things. Um, and skin tone and wrinkles and you'll find that's when people come up to you and say you're looking so well mm, or younger or yeah. you know, I've had three people tell me that I'm looking younger in the last month or so well and you know as we age we all expect to get gray hair and wrinkles but what we don't realize is the loss of volume and the sagging it's almost like a 3d effect if you deflate a balloon mm. um, you know you lose fat and, and a bit of bone underneath so it's that deflated look. So we're not only fighting little wrinkles. It's actually about improving volume and plumping up um, that gives you that, that youthful look. And you can't just indiscriminately inject fillers all over the place. It just doesn't look right. There's a place for filler. There's a place for Botox. But there's also – it's just so nice to plump up your own skin. And is there an age limit um, to starting these treatments? Like what, what's the – What's the minimum age that you could start these treatments on? I mean, you wouldn't do it on a 12-year-old, for example. No, absolutely not. Um, you know, then, then their own collagen still thick. So uh, recommended by the textbooks is actually 27. Okay. Um, it, might, it might be a bit young, but, you know, if, it, it depends how premature your aging is mm. and how many risk factors we, we've, we've been involved in. Um, you know, obviously, the older we get, we have a little bit more money to spend on ourselves, um, and it is the time when we really need it. So. Yeah. And, and the treatments, I mean, I know that they're not cheap. I know I'm getting them courtesy of you guys because obviously I need to experience it so I can, I can tell people about it. But generally, how much, how many sessions would a person need and how much would it cost? Uh, when we're looking at the face and plumping up the face, uh, once again, it's about four sessions yeah. uh, that you need. And it's a, uh, clinics are charging anywhere between, I'd say about two or three thousand rand a session. Mm. Um, and the, I'd say the effects last for about two years, um, but never totally go away. Because oh, aging is part of life Exactly, it's an okay. ongoing process So we can <laughs> slow it down But we can't exactly yeah. you know, do away yeah. with it We're going down fighting <laughs> I like that, we're going down fighting And then what about um, and then, okay, so, so in terms of the plumping of the skin It doesn't matter what your skin color is No, and what's very important You keep men- uh, mentioning water All the radio frequency devices Actually work on um, they, they work on the water cells Water in the cells So the more hydrated you are The better effect you get out of these treatments um, So if you're well hydrated before No bubble loss uh, <laughs> Don't go and excessively sweat at the gym Before you come in for the treatment You really have a great result Okay, so we've got a question from Timbeni Who's messaging us um, on WhatsApp And you can message us on WhatsApp Our um, you, you can send a message to Cliff Central Or you can tweet us at cliffcentral.com so she says that she's 30 years old and she has um, has no children and she lost all the vaginal sensation at the age of 24. And she's been living like this for six years. So in a case like hers, what would happen? Um, did you say Tembeni? Tembeni, yeah. Uh, Tembeni, I would definitely recommend that, that when it comes to a case of sensation and you're looking at, at nervous tissue to actually go and see a, a gynae. Um, it could be a very simple problem. Um, and also just to check your underlying um, health status, like, for example, diabetes, there are certain things that can affect uh, sensation. So 
Um, I think it's a, a very specific case, and I definitely first go to a gynecologist. If it's just a mild loss of sensation and they're happy with the checkup, then definitely a treatment that would in, improve your your blood supply to the area will help. Yeah, I mean she's been living like this for six years. Sure. So I suppose we'd have to also find out, you know, before the loss of sensation, what what might have happened. Was it a, was exactly. a traumatic incident? What happened to, rela- to result exactly. in this? Exactly. You know, even psychological factors can can affect sensation. So I think it's a unique case, and mm. um, I'd be very happy to refer you to someone. Yeah, so Timini, I think if you can get if you can just um message us and give us your email address and I'll give your email address to Kathy so that we can um yeah, we can we can get you some help because six years of no sensation that is yeah, that's that's not good. Absolutely. And so in terms of uh, preparing for the treatment, okay, I know that you mustn't okay, you mustn't be bubbleized, you must have be as well hydrated as possible. Now, this is back to the vaginal treatment. Um you can't go in when you're on your period, right? So that's the, the you, you, you skip you, you time your weeks and yeah. just skip the period week. It can be at the end of your period, but not during your, your okay. heavy menstrual flow. Um, and preparing for the treatment, what you do is you take your phone off the family iCloud. Because when we take your photos, to make you feel more comfortable, we use your phone. Oh, okay. Because uh, some people oh. don't uncomfortable with the pictures on the iPhone. So oh, take your phone off family iCloud because you don't want those pictures oh, all of a sudden words. appearing Imagine. on everybody's desk. Okay. If not, I, we have it on our camera. Oh, okay. Then you, so, so you show, so you show, you show the labia before the treatment and yes. then you show the labia immediately after the treatment. Yes. And then after the fourth treatment. Oh, okay. And, yeah, so it's like I, a weekly, it's like a weekly, a weekly pick, and it really is dramatic. Yeah, no, I change. did see, I did see some of the photos, and I, I must tell you, I'm very impressed with, with what I've seen. I think for me, if we can get this treatment out into the public sector, that'll be a fantastic move because there are a lot of women. Um, who, you know, who need this. Absolutely. And we're actually working with a gynecologist from Coronation Hospital yeah. who's very keen to, to do more trials and get it uh, more into the public sector. And also she's a bit more experimental and working on an, uh, a probe that will go more internally Okay. Um, for the more severe stress incontinence cases. Okay. Well, great. I think, yeah, let's just take a break and we'll be back after this. Health Hour on cliffcentral.com. Well, we're back and, um, yeah, um, we had a bit of a chat in, the, in your, in, um, during the break. And, um, Kathy, the body treatment, I think, um, weight loss is a big thing, um, with, you know, when it comes to, to medical aesthetics. Let's talk a bit about that and let's talk about what, what, um, yeah, what treatments are available for people that want to lose weight. Absolutely. So when we look at, at weight, weight doesn't mean much to me at all anymore. Um, what, what we're looking at doing when we're aging is, um, gaining muscle because mm-hmm. lean muscle is an incredibly valuable resource in your body when you're aging and losing fat. Um, and for people who need to lose weight, losing centimeters and toning. Um, and if we all ate perfectly and trained hard, it would be great, but we don't. So it's nice to have some help and some tools and some aids. Um, and once again, not everyone wants to be as extreme to go in for liposuction. Um, so, so there are some lovely minimally invasive options that you can also do in the clinic, in and out, no downtime, um, to break down fat and to build muscle. Okay. And in terms of, in terms of um, liposuction, I think you should talk a bit about liposuction. Is it, I mean, if it's done properly and done well, it actually works, right? I think I've only ever heard the worst case scenarios. I've only mm. ever seen the worst case scenarios on TV. But if it was done properly by a reputable doctor and so on, would it be would it work? It absolutely works, but I always feel you look at liposuction for a targeted area. So if okay. it's someone who's large and generally wants to lose weight 
it's it's not a good option. If you um, have an area like a little tummy or an inner thigh or a batwing arm and you struggle to lose weight in that area, then it's very effective to to take the fat out of that area. Okay, and this is when they go into theatre and they basically suction the fat out. Do they tighten your skin as well? Um, more recently, the the liposuction that includes um, some laser devices tighten the skin as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you wouldn't do liposuction for your whole body, like you couldn't have a person sucking out all the fat from their thighs and everywhere. No, no when you start Just getting to removing kilos of fat, then it starts to get dangerous. Okay. Yeah. And the treatments that you offer, okay, what what yes. is what does it entail? So um, we offer. And what is it called, actually? Yeah. What yeah. Well, first of all, we have an amazing scale. Called the InBody that can analyze um, by electro impedance, so you just stand on it bare feet, and it can it analyzes how much bone you have, how much muscle you have, how much fat you have, and it advises you along obviously with the brain behind it. Um, do you need to lose fat? Do you need to gain muscle? Um, and that gives you almost a plan. And if you need to lose fat, there are two devices that are um, very very. Um, they're very effective, but not painful, not invasive, mm. and are in-office treatments. And they both work by radio frequency in different ways. The one is the BTL Vanquish for a slightly larger stomach or thighs. And then the BTL Exilus Elite, which is for areas like a stomach roll, back fat, underarm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what that, what both machines do and other machines out there, you also get some clinics that op- offer the freezing option. What all these machines are doing is they exploding and destroying fat? It's called oh. apoptosis. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah. So that they 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 what they they burst the fat cell exactly. Okay. I can see your hand doing a burst. I know. And then <laughs> and then what happens is your own body then gets rid of that fat. It okay. goes through your lymph system, and over the next month or so, you weird out or sometimes poo it out, um, but it it comes out via your lymph system. Okay. And how many of those sessions would you need before you could say, okay, now there's a difference and I can, you know, I can see the difference. To, to get the impact on the cut, you need about four to six sessions. Um, but you always judge the treatment 90 days after the last one. Oh, okay. that's, so, yeah, that's when you're going to see the, the impact. Okay. And it's yeah. also part of a combination of things. Like, so you can't be eating badly, still eating badly and not drinking water and doing all of these treatments, right? It's like a package. Absolutely. But if you were to eat the same and not start any exercise and do these treatments, you would still see an improvement. Hmm. But some people, you know, you get two types of patients. The one patient who comes in, does it, then thinks they deserve a double toasted cheese. And bacon sandwich because they've now lost some fat and other patients who come in and it really motivates them and drive and they actually change their lifestyle and they really have a huge, a huge impact. We've got some great before and after photos of those type of patients. Wow. I mean, cause I think with me, I'd be most interested in, in my tummy because I mean, I'm doing well in terms of, um, you know, losing weight and, and shaping up and so on, but my tummy is so flabby. So I'd consider that. that that's, you know, that's the ideal way to do it is to select an area. Work on that. It's also very motivating because you can see centimeters coming down and toning. Um, so that's actually the best way to do it is by area. Okay. And in terms of the training to use these uh, machines, um, Kathy, I know that okay, you're a medical doctor and you've done all the training and so on. The ladies that work under you are beauty therapists. What, what training have they had? Um, there's a whole debate in the industry. That's a whole nother program at the moment of who should be allowed to work for a doctor and who not. But um, while that's all going on, the, the um, BTL itself and most of the other companies will not let a therapist use the machines unless they've passed a training course by them and received a certification. 
um, obviously because you know within their interest keeping their machines safe. So they have to undergo that training. And then what's nice is they have some practical training whereas people from the company will come in with their first however many clients or for the first month and make sure they're doing it properly. So or by the time supervising supervising what you're doing. Absolutely. Okay. Um and all the inbuilt safety devices these days, thank goodness, um really just switch off before you can you can ever harm a patient. Okay, so there's like an inbuilt something happens if you if you get if you go over a certain number of I don't know what like, Certain level, it'll switch off. Absolutely, because for all these aesthetic treatments, I think that first do no harm is is really important. I mean, if you're born with a slightly big nose, small nose, skew eye, society is very forgi- forgiving. If you create one of those as an aesthetic doctor, it is terrible for the patient, and they can actually get, be socially rejected if you have a nose job and it goes wrong, or overdo your lips. Um, so really, if if you in doubt, do nothing. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's great advice. And also, as a, as the as the client, what do I need to look out for when I get to a to a to a therapist or to a doctor that does medical aesthetics? What what's what's the bare minimum that a person has to have um, in terms of qualifications? Or what kind of questions should I be asking to make sure I'm in the right hands? Well, it depends on the you know the machine. Like there are a lot of of salons without medical doctors that that really do great slimming, mm-hmm. um, but it depends on the intensity of the machine. Um, the best thing I think is to ask for the doctor's own before and afters. So you don't want to see a, see a file of the company's pictures. Um, but, but really do your research, ask for their own before and afters. Um, you do feel safer going to a, to a qualified medical professional. Um, if I was going the liposuction route, definitely a plastic surgeon. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. No one else should be doing liposuction. Exactly. And in no. a, in a, in a hospital, you know, facilities yeah. with resuscitation equipment. The, the the less invasive machines like the radio frequency and that, you need to have a knowledge as far as results go. Safety these days is less of an issue, but obviously you want to be safe and sterile. Okay. Yeah. So in terms so in terms of asking for the before and afters, you're basically saying if I get to a medical doctor, I'm like, you know what? Um I've heard about you, I saw you on the internet. Can you show me an album of patients that have come to your practice that you've Worked on. That's what you mean, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so don't show me a catalogue with with other pictures. Yes. Okay. And 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 also realistic expectations. Um, as a doctor, you don't want to set yourself up for failure and promise things that you can't deliver, um, and you don't want your patient to be rather rather under promise and over deliver. Mm. Um, you can get really drastic results. And um, what's interesting about a fat cell is fat cells can only get bigger and smaller. So once it's destroyed, it's gone. So um, although you can regain weight in the area um, because they can expand, um, it is a lot harder. So once you've dealt with an area efficiently and you've destroyed those fat cells and your body's got rid of them, um, it is harder to regain weight in that area. So it is, in a sense, um, doing something permanently. Okay. Yeah. That's so interesting. That is so interesting, Kathy. And in terms of, um, have you ever had to turn someone away? Have you ever had to say to someone, actually, you know what? We're not going to do this. Yes, often. Okay, and what, under what circumstances would you do that? Because, I mean, obviously, and I'm happy that you do that. Because, yeah. you know, you have to be able to say to someone, this is beyond help or let's not touch that or whatever it is. Yeah, so um, if someone's got very unrealistic expectations, um, if, they've, if they've been from clinic to clinic to clinic, and I don't, I, I can't honestly um, get from the information from them of what they've had. You know, like uh, you can come for a radio frequency treatment, which is very safe. But if you haven't told me that you've done a peel two days ago and you're taking Roaccutane 
and you've been at another clinic for some sort of a treatment, then it's not safe. And you learn to, to uh, kind of get a sense of these patients who shop around. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are a lot of body dysmorphic patients. And um, that's something that people don't talk about either. Body dysmorphic disorder is a real thing. It's huge. I see it with hair loss. Yeah. Um, with these, these men who won't take their cap off and when they take their cap off have a full head of hair and they're obsessed that they're losing hair and obviously with women body dysmorphia is is huge and those patients although you you try to get them to to therapy they usually don't believe they have a problem so um if they come with someone that's the person i often target to try get the patients to therapy but it is usually wiser to turn them away because no matter what you do, they will not be happy. Exactly. And they're the ones who then go from place to place to place to place and doing all these different treatments. And then I think in the long run, if you're going to strain your, yourself like that, it, it has a detrimental effect on, on your body. Exactly. You know, and in terms of um, Roaccutane, I'm glad that you brought Roaccutane up. So if someone is on Roaccutane, you don't recommend that they have those radiofrequency treatments. Um. Radio frequency with Roaccutane is actually fine if you yeah. if you're well hydrated, but um, a lot of the um, laser based treatments you have to be incredibly careful. And and the per laser will tell you how long you've had to have been off the Roaccutane before you start treatment. And it's very even if you're just going for a wax, it's very very important to tell the therapist or doctor that you have been on it or or are on it. Yeah, and I think if you can just tell us how Roaccutane works because I I mean a lot of Clients are on Accutane or Oratane. There's, yeah. there's different generics. And I find that a lot more doctors are prescribing it than in the past. I mean, I know when, when, with the work that I do, I work primarily with HIV. So I always need to ask you, oh, what other medication are you taking? And a lot of patients are on Accutane. Um, yeah, that is very interesting. It Basically, it's a very strong dose of vitamin A that as a side effect ends up um, working on your sebaceous glands. Mm. And most people with acne have overactive sebaceous glands. And it used to be given in very extreme cases of, of acne. teenage that, acne. That's what I remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, now it's, uh, you know, you get a lot of adult acne these days and people give a very low dose or sometimes even an intermittent dose. Say they take one or two tablets a week, um, which seems to hold back the acne, which is great, but you really need to still be incredibly careful with the sun and with any treatments. Um, and every now and then have your liver checked out mm. um, and watch, especially in the younger patients, to watch their mood because there have been reports of suicidal ideations and behavior on Roaccutane. So, it, you know, advice for any parent, if your, your teenager has been put on it, is just to watch them like a hawk as far as mood goes. And also to make sure that they're on contraception. If they're, you know, if you're Absolute, a female, yes. you have to be on contraception because if you fall pregnant on Roaccutane, you might have a baby with, um, with, Defects. Absolutely. That's if there's any chance of a pregnancy um, occurring, then the patient shouldn't be on it. Mm. And the other thing that I noticed, Kathy, after having my facial treatments, is that a week or so later, I break out in zits. Is that normal? It is. There's a bit of a detox effect. Oh, is it? Yes. So you'll find they'll actually come, and then once they're out, your skin will start to improve underneath. But you need to be to be made aware of this because, um, you know, obviously it's not great at the time. So it's not, so it's, not, it's not advisable to have a treatment like a week before your wedding or something. No. Just in case you break not. out. <laughs> no treatment should be done a week before your wedding. Whether yeah. it's Botox fillers, radio frequency, time that properly. Yeah, because no, I did notice that. But the one thing that I, that I really can't get over is how my pores have tightened. I'm, I, I keep looking in the mirror. I'm amazed at what I've seen. Yes, and that was kind of a wanted side effect. You know, we were expecting lifting and tightening. Yeah. But the underlying, the overlying skin, the improvement in the texture is really, um, 
been amazing. Mm. And you can see it so clearly in the pictures. Another thing I needed to mention, because I mentioned we look to the east and to the west, you know, two and years ahead. And why specifically the east before, before um, we move on? I find Japan and Korea are, uh, you know, aesthetics is huge there. And they're very, very advanced and experimental in a way. So often they, they try things a lot, a lot earlier than we do. Okay. And um, what's also becoming huge is threading, thread lifting, where um, a subs- it's like the same thing that a dissolvable stitch is made out of. When you go for stitches and they say, don't come back, we're not yeah, taking they're them gonna, out. Yeah, they're going to sort themselves out. Yeah. What they noticed above those stitches was the, was the improvement in skin texture. So over the last few years, they've been doing studies. And by inserting little threads and, and into the face, and um, once again to get a lifting effect, they've also noticed the blood flow and the amazing skin condition around these. So that's the new thing, threading, also used for body, you know, for, for batwing arms. So when you've lost the fat, but you've got that saggy, wrinkly skin, wrinkly knees, which is huge. You always see these f- celebrities looking gorgeous and they photograph their, their knees and they give them away a bit. <laughs> Next, the 80-20 rule, we all, you know, treat our faces, look great and our necks give us away. Turkey so, neck. So that's my <laughs> threading. And it, oh yeah. And, and yeah, it's true. I mean, you can be, you can look so. Plump and, 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 and young on your face and then your neck is, is a bit of a mess. So you're saying we must treat our faces and our necks. Exactly. Especially, you know, from the beginning with sunblock, we, we put it on our face. Don't quite reach our ears. I see with my, my kids, they get this lovely tan line on their face because they don't put it on properly. Completely forget about our neck and decollete, which is always exposed to the sun as much as our face. Mm. And that really, you know, ages very fast. So the French treat their face as um, right down to their nipples. That's where they put their face cream, their, their oh, toner, the their cleanser. Down. Okay, yeah. so we should be doing that we as well. We should do that, and okay, with the sunblock especially. New. I've mm. learned something new. So the Japanese and them are very advanced in terms of in terms of medical aesthetics. <clears throat> yes. And so are they also doing? They're obviously also doing BTL treatments and so on. Yes, radio frequency is very very popular there. Okay. Um, and and this thread lifting is amazing. Has thread lifting arrived in South Africa? Yes, yes. It's starting to take off at all the latest conferences where we had a lot of international speakers. Yeah. Um, there was thread lifting, and it's not about going wild with threads or going wild with filler, or it's about just combining treatments and having options. Where, where we used to use filler or Botox, we could only take away an expression. Filler, you can only fill volume. But now, with a combination, you can lift here, you know, change the angle of a jaw, lift a jaw, add a bit of volume, and rather smaller bits of everything than, um, you know, just a full round face with filler, which can look a bit weird. Mm. And in terms of um, the threaders, do you do it in your practice? Yes, yeah. Oh, okay, we, so we you've, really trained, you've really tra- tra- trained for it and so on. Yes, yeah. Okay, and the results have yeah. been good. Absolutely, yeah. Also quite quick and, and, and non-painful. Oh, okay. Yeah. And in terms of in terms of cost, um, I don't suppose medical aid covers any of these costs, can None of it is covered by medical aid. And under what circumstances would medical aid cover um, aesthetics? Um. In our practice, we, um, because we, you know, work in area of vanity and aesthetics, we really like to give back and work with the burns kids and in reconstructive areas. So, um, we do a lot of face reconstructing, especially when it comes to hair. Yeah. Um, you know, we give the kids eyebrows, um, or whatever they okay, need. Okay, do the hair transplants yeah. and so on. So, so medical aid would pay for that. They would pay for that. And, you know, we've had cases where the road accident fund pays for, you know, people severely damaged in trauma and we're okay. trying to improve their look where it's, there's a huge psychological impact. Mm. Um, 
but not a young guy who comes and says, I'm so stressed out because I'm losing my hair. They, okay, they're not going to pay for that. that. Yeah. Cause I have a patient who, um, was on, who's been on ARVs for more than 15 years. So he was initially on those ARVs that caused lipodystrophy. So yes. he's lost all his facial fat. And we're trying to get the medical aid to pay for the, for, for him to get fillers done because it's affecting him. Um, psychologically, you know, yes. and they, and they rejected the claim. So, oh. you know, how would I, what would I need to say to them to get them to, 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 to pay for this procedure? I'm not sure, but you need to actually send me that, that case and we can, we can, can look into it. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because, because I mean, that, you know, it really would affect someone and it's, it's getting back what they had. Mm. It's not asking for something new. And the problem is if you start looking like that, I mean, people then start asking questions and putting two and two together. And that's the last thing he needs um, at work. I mean, he works, you know, with the public. And so you don't want people. That's yeah, a real giveaway sign. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so happy that the treatment changed. But yeah, so yeah, I'll, I'll definitely send you the case. I'll, I'll first of all find out from him how far he's gone with his appeal. And I'll let you know. Oh, but I think do. a case like that, you know, I think a medical aid would, would you know, would have to pay. Yeah. So very rarely, you know, they do. Um, but as, as a whole, if it's just something to make you look better and feel better, they're not going to pay. So okay, so it comes out of your pocket. It comes out of your pocket. Okay. Yeah. And in terms of the, um, the, the vaginal treatments, so you need four of them and the effect lasts for about 18 months or two years. Yes. And then after you must come back again. Yes. But I okay. wouldn't say that, you know, you come back and, and, and you, um, as, are you, that you were before. It's just oh, that okay. you'll start, uh, you know, the, the aging process continues and gravity continues. Because you're not stopping it. We're not halting any process. Yeah. yeah. You can, um, if you like, do maintenance treatments every now and then, which is a good idea. But realistically, um, most of us are so busy, you know, in our lives. And so you book those four in your diary and then you'll start to feel or, or know when you're ready for the next one. But on average, it's about two years. Oh, okay. But, John, no, Kathy, thank you so, so much for, for being here. I think what we need to get out now is all your information. Where can we find you? Email address, Facebook, everything. Because I'm sure after this, a lot of people are going to be looking for you. Oh, great. Thanks so much. Well, for those of you who know me personally, I'm prolific on Facebook, not medically necessarily, but um, it's Catherine Davies. You can private message me on Facebook. And my private email address, which is the easiest way to get me, is kathynkd at gmail.com. It's Kathy with a C, and NKD is November Kilo Delta. Um, and feel free to ask me any questions. Sometimes um, it's easier to send a little email, especially with vaginal issues. Yeah, I think so. And uh, I'm just so grateful that you took the time out to be here, Kathy. I know you're a very busy woman, and I, I think for me, it's always nice for us to learn something new. This has been eye-opening for me. And I think a lot of people that are listening, it's been eye-opening for them. And also just something different, you know. So instead of going the surgery route, there's an option. There's something else that you can do, you know, instead of going for surgery and so on. And I'm really happy about that. Absolutely. Thanks. And, I, you know, I just think if something's already out there and you don't have to go and search for it and Google it and, and feel a bit embarrassed to do it, it's a lot easier. Um, and as they said in that movie, old school, everybody's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Health hour on cliffcentral.com.